Épisode 3. The French haven't the nature for war. Their latinate voluptuousness combines with their gallic laziness and the result is they'd rather eat and make love with their faces than fight. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. This is the Don't Red on Me podcast. I'm Jesus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. Hey, good to see you again. Hey, Jesus. How are you going, everybody? Good, good. Uh, I guess uh, we need to thank our better halves today, EC. Um, they let us come uh, to play on a school night, right? Uh, yes, as always. We need to definitely shout them out. Can't wait to have them on eventually. But yeah, shout out to the, the beautiful wives we have for sure. All right. I mean, we, well, they let us play. So uh, let's start playing. Um, ain't much news coming out of uh, uh, the camp today. Um, there's only, um, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, they show photos of um, players in camp. They look great. I mean, they look continuity looks great. I mean, everything looks great. I guess of uh, everything staged, but shit, McTominay looks like Pele out there. I don't know if you got a chance to watch one of his videos when he when he volleyed that. I was like, who the hell is that? He, he looks good. Uh, they look good. It's good that they've got a little break. Uh, for me, just watching them all practice and kind of laugh, hang out. Bruno's, you know, coming into his own with the with the guys. Um, for me, it's just exciting to kind of see them get away. I wish it was where they were. I mean, the weather looks amazing out there. But, right. yeah, I know it looks good uh, Good for them to get together and kind of get fit and get some, get some continuity going for sure. I know there's been some reports of, of um, Bruno's influence on the team uh, coming, you know, uh, already having, I'm sorry, Bruno's personality and his influence on the team is already coming out. And um, I think it's very positive. I mean, you saw him the way he was with uh, sporting. Um, and then uh, hopefully, you know, comes over and put, puts a boot in, you know, this team's ass, basically. And saying that, you know, this is the way professionals work. I mean, Bruno has played with Ronaldo, right? The ultimate, the consummate professional. You know, um, he's played on a, you know, he you know, he knows how, I mean, he knows what it takes to win. Um, and hopefully, you know, he just, he shakes things up. And, uh, you, you know, I know there was, you know, that report coming out of, a, I forgot what they're, in Spain. I don't want to even, Marabella, I think that's the... Um, that's the the town they're, that they're, they're training in. You just hope that um, his influence on the team uh, will be positive, especially going forward because it's such a crucial time. We're only six points behind Chelsea on the top four, and then we're still in Europa League. I don't like the fact that we're in Europa League still because it just drains our players, but I'd rather go for top four than Europa League, and I know me and you, you and I, I'm sorry, have our differences on that um but you know training camp looks good hopefully 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 everybody can come with us you know come back with a straight um head on their shoulders and then we can see these uh these new signings 
play to the their potential, especially with the this new, uh, also the striker. Um, I don't want to butcher his last name. Um, Ingalo, 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 right? Yeah. Um, got it. I know he didn't. He didn't go with the team on um, on uh, over to um, Spain because of fears of of the 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 uh, Canora. Oh, God dang, I can't even say it now. Um, the virus, yes, the virus. Uh, so, um, but I mean, good hopes. I mean, hopefully we can we, we can see a good product coming back. Um, the other uh other major news, not major. Uh, it's also rumors. Uh, but it is um compared to where you and I think on um Solshar's tenure at United or or where it's going to be at. Maurizio Pochettino was in the news this week. He says that he wants to come back to the Premier League as soon as possible. Uh, to a top job in the Premier League. What do you think about that? I think he definitely wants to get a job. Uh, he was in attendance. I can't remember. I think it was a championship game. Uh, he was there with, I believe it was our sporting director or yeah. someone there. United. Communications, uh, he sat behind uh, him so uh, he could kind of play off. Neil Ashton. But, he, Neil you know, he, he, Neil yeah. used to be he, the he, they were there together. Yeah. Neil Ashton used to be the son. I don't know if you yeah. ever watched so, the old videos of uh, United when they won the championship in 99. And Neil Ashton, I believe, used to work for Manny TV. Goes to the son. He opens up his own um, communications firm or, or whatnot, media firm. And now uh, Ed Woodward has hired Neil Ashton to come in and basically um, clean up his mess. So um, take it as he will. And we'll get to Neil Ashton and the Sun here in a bit, but uh, again, I'm sorry, I'm, I was sorry to interrupt, but yes, Poach was there with Neil Ashton. What do you think of his comments of him wanting to come back to the Premier League and come back to the Premier League so quickly? Do you think that sounds a desperation? I don't think it's desperation. I think everyone knows he's a good coach. He was in a Champions League final last year, so we know what he's got. He's just, I think that kind of era at Tottenham kind of died off and got to the end and they were just kind of at the end cycle. So no, for me, it's, it, it means he wants to come back top club. That means he wants to come back to United. Um, I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I, I think they're going to, they're not going to obviously fire uh, Ole before the year's over. So he'll get the whole season. But um, I think as soon as the season's over, I think, Poch is probably already letting them know what players he wants. I think that's already happening. Uh, and then next season to coming in, if we can win Europa, that's huge. We got to win Europa League because we get Champions League football. How about and we fourth? can get some of those top players because I had to, I had to sneak that in. <laughs> so, no, it's super excited. Super excited to see that. Um, like I said, I, I wish Ollie the best, man. I hope he can become the next coach at a different league, a different level. Hone his skills up and then uh, come back to championship Premier League. Maybe I, I highly doubt it, but uh, yeah, no. The, the, I think his reign will be over after the season's over. Yeah, I mean it's um, okay. We'll probably have the poach talk closer to the end of the season, but I just want to put this out there. Yeah, with poach, 
what does he want? Uh, okay, I'm going to leave that question out there. I'm going to let you think about it for the next couple of months. What does he want? Okay. What does he, okay. Yes, he's done less with more, or more with less, I'm sorry. But with United's roster compared to Tottenham's roster, I think Tottenham's roster is way better, you know, hands from top to bottom. So what has he done with that roster? That, that, no, 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 no. Again, we're gonna we're gonna leave these open ended questions uh, for the fans to think about. Yeah, yeah. For you and I to think about. Yeah, yeah. What has he done with Tottenham's roster that he's gonna do different with United's roster? Even if he had money, because Daniel Levy does not, you know, obviously didn't invest in the club. They had to pay for a, um, a new stadium that it seems like they're having. You know, it's it's not White Hart Lane. It's not as homey as White Hart Lane. And I think there's some fans that have uh, also have stressed, <coughs> um, stress or interest, um, concern about of why the, that stadium uh, and the fact that they spend more money on the stadium rather than in, invested in the team. Um, so what has he done uh, that he's going to do with this this staff? You know, with this the, this lineup. You know, even, you know, um, <laughs> even with the uh, if Pogba stays, Bruno, McTominay, Fred, uh, Martial, Rashford, what is he going to do with that? Because if you compare that line, you know, that the lineup that he had with, with Tottenham compared to we have with, <laughs> what he has with us, I mean, I think Tottenham's lineup still, you know, still better. Uh, and you, I'm pretty yeah, sure I agree. I'm pretty sure you can get many a fan fan cams, fan channels, or whatnot, still would take Tottenham's roster above our roster any day, uh, especially if um, Matt Titch is on it, right? Um, <laughs> uh, last but not least with news, uh, I know we talked about the first episode, Ed Woodward's getting uh, house getting vandalized. Uh, they talk about a Sun reporter, a reporter that actually was tipped off by uh, by uh, supposedly tipped off by Neil Ashton and his in his in his media company uh, to be at the house of Ed Woodward and see it vandalized. I know there's rumors either or, but a Sun reporter because the reason they <laughs> the reason I involved Neil Ashton Neil Ashton is uh, son, was a Sun uh, columnist. Um, uh, so there you know there's also a blowback of. This reporter not uh, not notifying the authorities prior to the house getting vandalized. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I heard those conspiracy theories uh, right after it jumped off. I mean, it, it could be true. I mean, you never know with, with reporters and the news. So um, that whole deal was horrible. Like I said, um, his kids could have been home. There was no telling what could have went wrong. But no, I mean, if it, if he knew and he didn't say anything. Obviously, shame on him, because uh, like I said, it's one thing to sing songs about how you hate the the owners, and it's one thing to, you know, sing songs about them and to chant you want them out. That's fine and all well and good, but once you start getting into vandalizing someone's house and uh, throwing, you know, flares and whatever else was going on, that's when you've gone too far. You don't know who's in the house, the kids, the wife, hell, even if he's in there. Uh, you don't want any kind of violence to to become someone that you don't that you don't like. So, 
No, I'm, you know, I think reporters in general in today's day and age, and it probably happened back in the day too, they, they want people to read stories. They want people to click uh, the link in their bio. So, you know, maybe he knew. I don't know. We weren't there. But if he did, shame on him. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we talk about here in the States, uh, Freedom of Press. And we want to make sure that there's, you know, sources uh, are protected. And I mean, especially nowadays in this in this day and age, we live here in the States. But I mean, if you if if a source or a, um, you know, certain story is going to endanger somebody's life, I mean, you got to say something no matter what. I mean, so uh, like you said, shame on this reporter. If if the fact that he knew about it prior and he let it happen, even even though that maybe Woodward or his family wasn't there, it's still his property. So just you know, you know, man up and be a man about it. But she said something about Putch earlier, and <coughs> the fact that uh, they're already looking at uh, team. So let me, let's get into a little bit of transfer news and tra- little transfer nuggets, uh, if you if you if you could say. Rumor is this week. Uh, I mean, it's a sl- it's been a slow week. So we talk about Jack Grealish and James Madison. Uh, rumor is uh, United would rather take uh, Jack over James because the fact of uh, James Madison is going to cost a little more money. Uh, Who would you want? I mean, out of those two, I mean, I want both. But I'm. I mean, I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in the day, we snatch them both up. If I've got to pick one, uh, I'm definitely going Grealish. I don't know if you've seen the calves on this cat, but it, they are just ridiculous. But as far as just I see the eyebrows, in this, I, I, I see the eyebrows in this kid. The dude goes. Through, I, <laughs> I, I think I think you uh, you mentioned before uh, before our show that you're gonna get a manicure tomorrow. I think this dude uh, sees a esthetician <laughs> one too many times. <laughs> yes, definitely getting the, the manicure with the with the older daughter for Valentine's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would take him just as a pure footballer, a midfielder. That's something we need. Um, this is a guy who could have probably left in January, but wants to fight for a club that's probably going to get relegated uh, this year. Um, came to Old Trafford, scored, scored a goal this year, a, a, a beautiful goal uh, this year. So no, I, I completely rate him 24 years old. Um, good on the ball, can pass the ball really well, can score. Um, I would love to get him uh, in this summer. No, me too. Um, no, no, it's like Madison. I like. I, 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 I really rate little. Madison. I really do. And um, with Madison, I think he gives him more versatility in the midfield. But the price tag on him, I think we're going to get priced out. Um, I think he's looking for a new contract. <laughs> Excuse me, and Lester, you know, I don't, is obligated pretty much to give it to him. So, but you can't compete with. I mean, just like they did with McGuire, Lester's going to put a price, and it's either United, we're going to pony up, and or we're going to wait till the deadline day, and then give them give Lester the money, or we just go after someone like Jack Grealish that his team is going to get relegated, maybe, or be at the bottom. And he's gonna want to play up, you know, play up, uh, you know, at least Premier League football. So his price tag's probably gonna be a little less than James Madison, and they're kind of the same player. Yes, uh, I seen it. I seen his calves, and 
he does work out. Just put put that way. <laughs> uh, but the dude, the kid, the kid has tenacity. Um, also with um, Aston Villa, uh, Mings was it Danny Mings? His um, his you know his also his teammate is uh, rumored as well to be on the on the on the uh, <coughs> transfer market with us. <coughs> Excuse me. Sir Alex Ferguson uh, was it was um, said that Sir Alex wanted Danny Mings to uh, Ole to sign Danny Mings before the beginning of the season. So I mean, I think the pairing of uh, Grealish and Danny Mings could bring some continuity to our team. So I like I like those two uh, two signings. James Madison, you're the odd man out. You're going to cost us too much money, uh, but I. Best of luck to you, young man, because I'm pretty sure you're gonna make Champions League football next year. So just uh, play in Champions League and you know either do something or um, or uh, get relegated. Probably pretty much two years from now. Um, Jaden Sancho, right? The the white elephant. We've been talking about Jaden Sancho for what two seasons already. Um, from Borussia Dortmund said already that he is. Wanting to leave this in this summer, what do you think about Jaden Sancho? I I think he's absolutely amazing. I've I, I've I've been watching them uh, all season. Um, he he just he can do just about anything he wants in the middle, out wide, uh, can score, can pass. Um, for me, it's because I, I Liverpool got brought up into the mix. I I think they're out. I think it's going to be Chelsea and United are the two teams that he's going to be looking for. Because I think if you look at Liverpool, there's no way he's getting into that midfield right now. Uh, not at age, I think he's 920. Um, he can get into our midfield uh, and probably start um, Chelsea. I think they've got some players, so it's an option. You know, I, 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 he played today. with Pulisic at Dortmund. They signed a winger today. Uh, uh, God, I don't really, you want to butcher his name, but the uh, Ajax winger. Oh, so um, I don't think yeah, I don't think Chelsea that. be in the mix anymore. Yeah. So no, for me, if he if he comes, that would be great a great addition right beside uh, Fernandez, Fred. I mean, that's just man that 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 would be amazing. Um, so no, I I would love for that to happen. I think it's around a hundred million is what I saw ninety to a hundred million. So. Um, it may come at a price, uh, but I think it's worth it. And then, hell, if you get Pogba out for 200 is what they're saying, somewhere up and around there, you can you can probably make it happen with Grealish. No, I think um, I think Sancho is a priority. He should be a priority. Um, he's played with Rashford. He's played with uh, these English players with the with the national team. Uh, but the fact of if we don't make Champions League football, I think that's a that's a big kicker, and I'm not I'm not saying anything that nobody else knows. So it's like basically I'm just stating the obvious. But Sancho, it would be a priority <coughs> if we um, play Champions League football because that's that's what he wants. I think you know rather than being, rather than being a big money signing, I think he'd rather be. Uh, high profile and what gets you high profile as Champions League football. Uh, we can talk about Jude Bell uh, Bellingham out of Birmingham. Uh, we can talk about uh, also Holland 
We could talk about other other people, but all these rumors being spread around by United or about United, just because fans are pissed off and we need someone to talk about to get our minds off the fact that we're playing shitty football. No, I think that's a thing. I mean, for me, you know, agents leak things, uh, clubs leak things. I mean, social media is such a great tool to distract, right? That's kind of what that's kind of what a lot of it is, is. A lot of it is just a distraction. So, no, especially when you're dealing with United in particular, we take a long time to get signings done. So, you know, I hope they're starting on it right now. I hope they're trying to work on it um, because, like I said, with with Grealish, for the most part, the hammers are they're probably going to go down. Um, he wants to stay up, so you know that's a that's a no brainer. Um, you know, and if you hit one like Sancho, who's I think he's nineteen twenty uh, English kid, uh, knows knows Greenwood, knows uh, Williams, knows Rashford. You know, he knows all these guys. Um, if if we could get him in and get the get the deal done. You, you want to make it happen. But, yeah, no, they're, they're going to get it leaked. It, it's something to talk about. You know, when you've got a, uh, you got a winter break like this uh, and it's slow, they're going to start putting things out. It'll get serious for me during the summer um, once you start seeing, you know, where he's training and, and, and what he's doing and then, you know, where his, where, where his agent kind of uh, starts talking a bit more out in the press, th- then it will get more serious. But right now it got me excited. I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, Sancho, I just watched him play the other day. Uh, in a great in a great game, yeah, uh, where he scored. Oh my gosh! So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he if he could come, he would definitely change the game. He would definitely start, and he's in his prime. So yeah, I know it would be it would be amazing to get him in. No, yeah, I mean, I think he he brings something to the club that we haven't seen in a while. And agreed. He, totally he, he he's done it in 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 the in the German league. He's done in the Champions League, so I think he's hands down uh, hundred million. Give it to him, bam! I don't care. Give Borussia Dortmund hundred million. Break the break break. The, I mean, that's pounds. That's not U.S. dollars. I think U.S. dollars would be like one thirty. So the, everybody that wants the, you know, what what is the money difference? It's a lot of money. It's <coughs> well, a lot. let's talk about the elephant in the room. Easy. I know for the past two pods, <coughs> I've said, I mentioned that man's name very few times. Um, I I think I have issues with this this person. Um, so we're gonna dedicate pretty much the majority of this episode to Paul Pogba. <laughs> and his and his shenanigans or his doings at the club uh these past three seasons i want to say um because the fact of um we are uh, it's been a rumored out there you talked about earlier uh you said paul pogba when you talked about transfer in the transfer news uh, segment um, Madrid wants to purchase Paul Pogba, and in return, uh, when the, if they purchase, it's gonna be like for 119 million. Uh, also co- send us back Isco. Um, it seems like it's been <coughs> Paul Pogba has been a decisive figure 
in, in the United locker room, I would say for at least the past two seasons. Um, he has not, you know, the first season was great. It was kind of this honeymoon romantic, um, romantic, you know, um, you know, the, after you get married, everything's great. Everything's fine. You know, we go on, we win the Europa League, you know, him and Mourinho are just, oh, you know, it's just Brad and Angelina, you know, the first couple of years of their, of their marriage. And then, um, you know, kind of, uh, it kind of like failed, you know, last year and, and it's failing this season, you know, uh, Pogba married, Pogba got remarried, you know, and his new bride, uh, he's not feeling her either. So, um, we're not going to talk about, I know the, <laughs> We're not going to talk about tactics. I know we talked about oldest tactics, the past two things, because um, I'm going to talk about two players. Uh, for those of y'all that heard the intro, I don't have a bias against French players uh, because I do rate one French player, and that's <laughs> the king. That is the king. But... Okay, I rate two. I'm sorry. Patrick Vieira was... Patrick Vieira was... a fucking badass just put it that way um but unfortunately he went up to against roy Keane, and kino is one of us so i mean i've you know whatever um but i don't rate french players uh and I especially don't rate these two french players because of the fact of what they've done for united or the lack thereof done you know done for this club um, I think it's just been a big elephant in the room. We talk about this because we're gonna get into some games. And it's it's gonna, um, it uh, we're not gonna have enough time, you know, to set aside for these two. So, Paul Pogba, what do you think? Yes, net. Yes, no. Yes, sir. What I mean, what are your, what are your, you know, feelings about him? Do you want him to stay? Do you, uh, do you rate him? Uh, just give me your opinion about Paul Pogba. Yeah, <clears throat> so Paul, one of my favorite players. Um, Boo! Completely, Boo! <laughs> completely rate the guy. <clears throat> um, if you're if you're looking at him statistically, I mean he's he's won just about everything you can win from individual accolades to Scudettos. FA Cups to Europa, Europa League uh, championships, um, World Cups. He's you know he's done he's done everything that you can All pretty right, much we're, do. We're so gonna, we're going to talk about the World if, Cup. I'm not going to. I mean, I'm going to interrupt you a lot during this segment because um, and don't get offended and don't get offended because um, we'll talk about World Cups. But okay, keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So no, he if you. If you look at him from beginning of his career, I mean, you can start with it, the U-20 World Cup. Um, he was a French player of the year that year. Um, you look at 2015 all the way to 2019. Um, he was ranked no lower than six overall for midfielders. Um, that's that's worldwide. Um, again, if you look at the cups that he won when he left United for Scudetto's uh two Italian league championships. Um, he's won cups with us as well when he came back in FA Cup, uh, Europa League uh, Cup as well. So 
No, he's he's one of those guys for me. If he's healthy and and he's and he's clicking on all cylinders, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, the problem that he's had for me in his footballing career, if you look at his career overall, it's been when he's been with United. So I understand my, you know, I, I'm a huge fan um, of United, and it just when he got here the first time originally, um, he just couldn't get into the squad. And he wanted to play, he knew what he could do, but it just didn't work out. So off to Italy, he went. Um, he came back, like you said, and I know I was beyond excited because we all saw what he did at Juventus and we're thinking, okay, he's going to bring the same energy. It's going to be the same, uh, the same way that it was. Um, again, <clears throat> hasn't worked out completely. He has won things for us. It, it, it's not like he's come here and he hadn't done anything. Um, we have, he has lifted a few trophies. Um, but obviously, we're looking for him to do what he did in Italy, and that just has not happened. So, no, if you if you were to look at, like I said, since he started playing uh, up until now, uh, 2019, he was still ranked sixth in the world. Uh, obviously, this year he's not he hadn't played at padded, all; he's been padded. injured. Those are padded but, rankings. Uh, padded. No, they're, they're they're for me, anyways, because the the sources that that I looked at, ESPN, Fox. Those are the those are the big ones that that, that rate these guys. Um, they they've got him ranked, like I said, from 15 all the way up to to 19. You know, have, no lower than six. They have a rank on potential. Over. They have a rank on potentials. What is? I mean, you, he's, you, he, okay, okay. I'm sorry. You see, I, I, again, it's the last time I'm gonna interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. I know how you feel about Paul. It's good. I just think that for most folks with Paul, it is a a thing of you know, what has he done in England? Um, if, like I said, you got to look at the totality of the player's career. Um, when he started out, like I said before, uh, I think it was the 2013 World Cup. Uh, uh, he was the player of that tournament, 2014. He was actually in the World Cup, the, the Big Boys Cup. He was actually the player, the young player of the year in that cup. That's the World Cup. That's all the big boys he was the best player. So is Lucas Podolski. Young players. So is in Lucas Podolski. Where he's at? Where, where is Lucas Lucas Podolski? Where is he now? Yeah, where's Lucas Podolski? He was the young player of the year once a year. Yeah, but the thing of it is, is that you can be great when you're young. It's up to you to stay healthy exactly. and, and play. That's not up to Paul to take care of Lucas Podolski. I can't do anything about Lucas. He's Paul Pogba. Let me stretch my, out. My thing let me, is, let me stretch you, out before I. So I can rebut and refute everything you said. Keep going, please. So, so for me, you can't can't worry about other guys. I wish it would have been better. I I honestly think this is his last season uh, with United. I think he's he's gonna go. For me, I hope he comes back this season, just because I know he's the best midfielder we have. And so if he can come back healthy, he can help us out. If not, get top four, get Champions League. And then if he leaves, the good side on that for us is that I mean he's going to get at least a hundred. That's what that's at a minimum he's going to get a hundred. No, no, he's not worth the. What do I? What do I think? No, no, he's worth he's worth the money. That's I rate him because what he's going to get what what he's going to get in return for us. Period. That's the only thing I rate Paul Pogba. And I was just I was just I'm sorry, I was just as excited as you when we got him. I should have I should have been wary about it because the fact of when he left United, 
you know, back then, you know, when he didn't want to, you know, play behind Paul Scholes. You know, he didn't want to learn behind Paul Scholes. He wanted a new contract. He went to Juventus. And he flourished, right? Why did he really flourish? And you tell me, was it because of the midfield around him or was it because he was Paul Pogba? For me, the reason why I know it was Paul is because it's very difficult to to transition from one league to the next, especially when you don't really get to play uh, for the club that basically raised you in, in United. So when you go to a new club, new country, uh, new language, it's difficult to set in and do what you can. I think that's one of the hardest thing about things about people coming into the Premier League. When they get over there to England, they realize it's a whole different ball game. And so no, but, for you to Paul, switch up at a young age and Paul, you're... But Paul went from the Premier League to Italian League football. That's a step down. And he speaks French, so the language barriers doesn't. I mean, compared to Italian, is not that difficult as coming from French to English. So don't give me this, you know, that he had a transition. He had, you know, Pierlo around him. I think Pierlo covered up a lot of Paul's mistakes and made him look better than he was. You know what? All right, I'm gonna get into this, and I compare. You you talk about stats. Yes, you know, Paul Pogba is a stat patter. I've looked at it. I've you know I've researched it. I compare you know, I can you know you want you know who I actually before I get into the stats I compare Paul Pogba to Antonio Brown here in the United States. Not as crazy. No, Antonio Antonio has his issues. You know here and there, but I compare him the same talent, the same the causes that he does does in the locker room, and that's Paul Pogba. You want to talk about stats? I think they're all empty. Everybody, you know, you you said, you know, I think you sent me in a message about Paul Pogba, the ground he covered, the pass rates, all that stuff. That's all empty stats when he goes against Burnley or he goes against um, uh, some lower level team. Give me a some minnow. Give me a the only game that pretty much Paul Pogba has had against top level talent is when he scored. You know, when he scored. Uh, what, two goals against City? When he won us the game against City? Give me a game that Paul Pogba actually... Yeah. Give me a game that Paul Pogba has actually took by the scruff of the neck, especially when the team doesn't want to play. Took by the scruff of the neck, other than the City game. And I'll, and I'll give you 50 other games. Paul Pogba has, you know, as as, as just like... Just like a, you know, a, a, a young man or older man in, in a cold pool has shrunk. You know what I mean? I can give you 50 other games. Because Paul Pogba... I, Paul Pogba's stats don't, you know, don't... Don't relate to the player that's on the field. Especially when he comes to United. You say about Juventus, right? When he came in for Juventus, the, 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 the hype was that he was this true box-to-box midfielder. He was going to play offense. He was going to play defense. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, this is... The, we got the best midfielder in the world... Box to box, that was the narrative coming out of Juventus. Uh, that's why he cost us uh, cost uh, eighty nine million pounds, which in American dollars comes up to one sixteen in, in American dollars. Uh, he was this this player that was going to change, uh, you know, you know, change the formation of the of the of our midfield. And now we're making and now we're making excuses for Paul Pogba within two managers. 
which is Jose and and Ole. And we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about you know Ole's tactics. We're not going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the player themselves. There's two different managers that have um, basically you know had Paul play for him, and he's just basically come up flaccid. I mean, I would say flaccid is like I said, you jump in a warm pool, a cold pool. He comes up that way. Yeah, he, you know he's he's had his sparks. He's he's had his sparks, but um, give me, I mean, give me five games. Paul Pogba has was has been a worldie. The you know all I know all ears. He's a world class player. He's this and that. Give me five games. Paul Pogba has put together that he's a world class player. That he's made other people better because world class players do that. They don't rely on other people. So world class players do you that. Can, you can always, for me, anyways, with with Pogba, you don't have to look at all these tactics because he has none. So there's nothing for us to look at. Yeah. But if you look at Jose Mourinho's, what he was doing with Paul Pogba was playing him too far back. Dude, he played. And no, no, no. For he, me, he played. In, he played in the same position as he does the France team. He plays in the same position he does with the France. France, the French team that won the World Cup. Because of Conte, because of Mbappe, because of a, a Hugo Lloris, Pogba has no. I mean, Pogba just etched his name on the fucking that World Cup. Pogba has no. I mean, seriously, he. I mean, nah. I. I don't. I mean, when you talk about World Cup, you said it earlier. I think Pogba. I mean. So you don't whatever. think you should have started? I, you don't think you should start for France? For the team, I don't rate World Cups though. I don't. I mean, but do you? Th- do you think he should start for France? For a strong team like they have, for a strong locker room, that Paul Pogba, that somebody, the could, best, no, 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 the best team is. Think yes, he should start. Yes, because he's a role player for France. He's not. He, no, no, he, no, 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 no. But you know, you're getting this. You're getting this twisted. Paul Pogba is a role player. He's not. He's he's just as good as. Mm, let me say, Metsuotsil, pretty much. I rate them both the same. Metsuotsil and him, just the same player. Because the fact that they're role, they're role players. Because so, their their locker room, the locker room that they won with, that's the you know like with the Conte, with Mbappe, with Hugo Lloris, with Mendy, with the you know Benzema. No Benzema didn't play. Um, Giroud. They they checked each other. Pogba was I mean Pogba had nothing to do with that locker room, dude. Don't give me this. So so you think that all the Italian cups they won, he shouldn't have started in any of those teams. No, I didn't say no. I'm saying you're not you're getting it twisted. You're getting it twisted. I'm not saying you should start. Well, for, if you if you're a better player, if you're not a good player, you're not going to get a nod. You're gonna get substituted off, or did. someone's gonna play in front of you. Well, he did. Like you, you either you're either gonna start and you're gonna impact games, which <laughs> I'm talking about Pogba. Does. I'm talking about Pogba, the player, the Pogba, the yeah. the eighty eighty nine million dollar player. I'm talking about the player that's supposed to be playing. Like okay, I'm talking about Pogba that's supposed to be playing like uh, the French national team, and the guy the the player we bought from Juventus that's gonna give that much effort. I'm talking about effort. Will the tactics at least give it to us? What the fuck? I mean, I mean, seriously, 
Who are we? We play. We. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Like, we pay his wages, right? <clears throat> United paid. I'm sorry. United I think pay, even own his likeness too. United pays pays his wages, right? Who pays United to pay his wages? The fans. The fans that buy the tickets. The fans that you know buy the the jerseys. The fans that buy the the whatever merchandise. The fans that freaking log on to MUTV and pay the monthly subscription, that's who pay Paul Pugmas and Antonio Martial's. Because we're going to get into that, dude, too. The damn French. Uh, we're going to get into them. <laughs> we're going to get into that. Those who pay, they pay their bills. You know what I mean? Paul Pugmas' lights on his house is paid up because of the fans. Right? So, I want to, I mean, when you don't show up, when you show up as flaccid as hell, you show up at the beginning of the season like you don't want to be there and you don't want this and I have my issues and blah, blah, blah. You, you show moping around because that's all he's done is moped. He's moped since the beginning of last season. He got Jose Mourinho fired and he's going to get Ole fired because of the fact of the way he's acting and he acts like a bitch. And I'm going to say Paul Pogba is a fucking bitch. <laughs> Well, that's not how you really feel about Pogba. <laughs> I think for sure, if you look at if you look at Paul Pogba, for me, I obviously like many others think that this guy's a great player. And I think if you look into the United team, and I think Lukaku kind of felt the same way. And I've got my my thoughts on Lukaku. Um, I think a lot of world class guys would have said, "What are we really doing this year?" What is the goal for this year, especially with with bringing an Ole? And okay, if you, after, if no, 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 I'm sorry, EC. I'm going to cut you off. Let me just finish this point. Let me just finish this point. Hold on. Let me just finish this. If you remember the beginning of Ole's reign, who was the player, and don't lie, who was the player that was holding that team together? It was Paul Pogba, who essentially took that team and put him on his back and essentially made Ole look like the savior of United. What happened to the end now, of the season? the team that we what have right now is not What happened? What happened? He gave up. No, Paul Pogba gave up. He's hurt. He can't last, play. At the hurt. end of last season? He can't play. At the, end of, at the end of last season, he was not hurt. He played. And every no no, and everybody bitched and cried about that one fan that at the end of the season when Paul Puck was giving his jersey away. No no no, one every all the all the all the blowhards across the pond were bitching about that one fan who be like was telling Paul Pugba off, and then yet oh that fan that fan is a racist that fan he's not a true United fan. No that 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 man in the stands saw what Paul Pugba is. He's a fraud. You know, yes, he, you know, he held, you know, for those few games, that 19-game win streak or whatever. Three months. It's three months. What happened? What happened? What what happened? What happened to him? What happened? What uh, what happened? You tell me. You. What do you tell me? Where did Pop Where did did he go? Where did he go? Ghostbusters is looking for for him. For anyone in the world. For anyone in the world who thinks that a player that holds the team down for three straight months, saves this guy's job, gets basically keeps the job he for him because he him. wasn't going to get the job. He gave up on him. He wasn't going to. He, he wasn't going to keep him. the job. Just but like Mourinho, he, he gave up on him because Pogba. And then he looked into the squad and thought, 
I got to keep doing this. How am I going to do this? Who if else is here? Hey, you're worldy. Name me you're some worldy. that are around that are going to help. You're worldy. You're worldy. That's you what they fucking help. pay you for. You the help. fucking play. The team game. Oh my god, it's dude. a team game. Sorry, dude. Just, I, you know, I'm not accepting your. I'm not accepting your apologies for this dude. He's a mental midget. This dude is a mental midget. Yeah, for three months he played world class. Well, fuck, man. We paid 80, $89 million for the guy. I would expect him to you know, put some effort in at least once every two or three weeks. I mean, what do you expect the guy to do? I, for me, <clears throat> I think he wouldn't have even been here. And I'm talking about Ole had it not been for Pogba. Everyone knows that. He held that team together, and then they gave him the job. And then when you come back into the season and you let go of nine players, <laughs> you you let go of your best striker, and then you only side two, and both of them are on defense, and you bring in Dan James, you're not going to be excited about the season what, coming up. What Because you know okay, what's going to happen. Where was his excitement when he just won champion, uh, the Europa League and then they're going to the Champions League? Then he fucked up that, you know, then he, he basically, um, yes, I'm going to say it again. He fucked up that with Mourinho. What, I mean, what, 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 I think you know, for, like, what do you want, man? What do you want as a player? They're giving you the keys I, to the castle. They're giving him the keys to the castle, and he shits the bed. The dude shits the bed. I think for me. Mourinho was going to get fired because he started talking crap about the board because he just didn't give a crap anymore. Whatever, so I think dude, he was it was be Pogba, gone. dude. If you saw it, man, he didn't play Pogba, or he didn't rate Pogba. <laughs> How many games did he play Pogba last year? He put him on the bench, and then he got fired, and then Ole, then Ole started him, and then he started winning. Paul Pogba got put in the doghouse, and he should have because the fact that he wasn't playing well. That's a play. I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing with players. This is the thing. Maybe this is a new generation kind of thing. These players need to understand that they don't run the fucking. They, they don't. I'm cursing a lot during this pod because I'm very passionate about it. So excuse me. I know my mom. I, I, I know my. I know my mom listens. So mom, I'm sorry. But, I didn't, Paul Pogba does not run Manchester United, period. And what he did to Jose, and everybody blamed Jose for his tactics. And now they're blaming Ole for his tactics. Yes, Ole's tactics might be for shit, but these players are still there. I mean, we have Anthony Martial that's been through, been there for three managers, three managers, Van Hall, Mourinho, and, uh, and Ole. And it took for, you know, and he has to put three games together that he, you know, um, or at least five games together, uh, Anthony Martial, that he's a world-class player. And everybody wants to crown his ass. If you're crowning, crown his ass, dude. You know, whatever. I mean, fuck, man. It's just, I don't agree with it. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe I don't want to coddle people as much as, you know, as, as players want to be coddled. But I don't, I don't think that what Paul Pogba is doing deserves $89 million and the salary we're putting him on. And also, I don't think it deserves the the shit that he's putting us through because he's already rumored out there that he wants to leave the club. He wants to go. He's already he's been eyeing Madrid for past two seasons. He's been eyeing a return back to Juventus. His agents put out there. 
I mean, what else do you want, man? You know, you got your dream move. You got your money paid. So go get your money, dude. That's all you want. That's all you want. Money and get the fuck out of my club. Yeah, no, I think that if he if he can come back, it's rumored that he might be back for the city game. Sit him, sit his ass. If he can come sit back for that game, and he and he can help us get top four or win or win Europa, even if he wants to leave, I think United fans have to look at it as a double positive. He can come back if he's healthy; he'll help us. And then if he wants to leave, he's going to generate revenue for us. So you've got to look at it in a sense of. If you don't rate him, if you rate him, it doesn't really matter. If he's saying he doesn't want to be there, that's all well and good. He can leave at the end of the year, and we'll get a hefty price tag for him, and that'll help us get in the likes of Sancho and Grealish like we spoke about before. So um, I think people are going to be um, critical of him because of social media. I think those are the things that, that hurt that hurt him, but I think if you're just living your life and, and doing what you're doing, um, people are going to they're gonna say what they're going to say. So – um, as far as football is concerned, I know that it's difficult uh, for people when they you know, see the accolades and the trophies and the things like that. Um, I've watched him. We've got a difference of opinion on him, but um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a double uh, advantage for us if if he's able to uh, if he if he stays or if he leaves. For me, I mean, you see, we talk about we don't talk about. I'm sorry, we hear. This is what we hear. We hear from pundits. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I watch fan channels, United fan channels from across the pond, um, and it seems like we always there's always this bias around Paul Pogba, especially when it comes to fan channels. It's like if somebody has anything negative to say about Paul Pogba and Martial um, on the news, on the BBC, on BT. On Sky, uh, whatever, it's, you know, it's racially, you know, has a racial undertone to it. Um, Paul Scholes, Roy Keane have been blasted on social media because of their negative comments on Paul Scholes when technically they have a right to actually comment on Paul Sc- I mean, I'm sorry, on Paul Pogba. They have a right to comment on Paul Pogba because they actually play the damn position, Right. <laughs> they played at a high right. level for United. I think there was this um, um, this so-called boxer, uh, this so-called boxer. Um, I think it was a has been or probably never was. Uh, also, this uh, this man in black, breath still smelling like Similac. Also, fan channel, uh, you know, guy. Also, <laughs> You know, blasting Paul Scholes. Who blasts Paul Scholes when he actually tells the truth? You tell me. The guy is actually there to replace Paul Scholes. And you say Paul Scholes, oh, he, Paul Scholes, you know, don't, doesn't know anything. Paul Scholes' racial undertones this. Paul Scholes' racial undertones that. Uh, Roy Keane. Oh, all they can say is Roy Keane is a failed manager. Yeah, he is a failed manager. Who? <laughs> what great player other than Zidane has been a great manager? Let me tell you, because their their expectations are higher. So their expectations, if Paul if Paul Pogba is this worldy player, this worldy, that's what they want to say. Well, you see, that's what they say across the pond. Worldy. If Paul Scold, I mean, Paul Pogba is worldy, is worldy. 
then we can't hold him to that that that, that high standard. It's everybody else around him. It's uh, the shit that's around him. Well, fuck, man. Hey, if you're a worldly player, you make the people around you better. In, in, in attitude in the locker room, in attitude on the pitch, it's the training methods. I mean, I'm sorry, Ben. I, I, don't give me this uh, tactics and this bullshit. If you're a world-class player, I mean, you're, you know, um, you make people around you better. Right? LeBron James does it. Kobe did it. Michael Jordan did it. So if you're a worldly player, uh, Ronaldo did it today. Look at that damn dude. 35 years old. Worldy player. That's a worldy player. Get the fuck out of here with this. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Pogba is a world-class player. He's he's a he's a mental midget. He should be on the bench. For United right now, he should be on the bench? Yes. If he was fit, you'd to, put him on the bench? Yes. To send a message to him, he should need to be on a bench. Because effective, other than no, that... He I'm don't. saying it's fit. No. Fit, his ass goes on the bench. So okay, you. How long would you send a message? I wouldn't even. No, season? no, I wouldn't even put him on the bench. I'll put him in the stands, or he can go home. The fact that he's already no. So Paul well, Pogba, Paul so Pogba, which already, player no, in the Pogba is better is, than Pogba. Pogba has already drawn a line. Pogba's drawn a line in the sand, and he's crossed it. So he wants Name to leave. One oh, he player wants in the United States field that's not better than. Name one. One player. Name one United midfielder that he's not better than. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he didn't win against that uh, that old that town that he got that uh, that that lower level lower level team. I mean, he didn't, he doesn't really re- I, he didn't help us win against a lower level team. So I say McTominay, I say Fred, I say Matic, I say Bruno. Who else? Uh, I'll say even and, Anders, and, Anders Pereira. I would say because at least they give Come something. On. They give a shit. You know what I mean? Give Paul Pogba when he when he, I'm sorry. And and if these if that so called boxer and the man in black want to talk shit, you know what? <laughs> you know you know what? I'd say tell me when tell me how many tell me how many games Paul Pogba has put some fucking effort in there and give it for the badge, and I'll give you fifty games he doesn't. I'll give you hundred games. I'll give you two fucking three seasons he doesn't put it in for the badge. You tell me, you tell me. Come at me. Well, I think those guys are retarded. Let's just get that out there. But Ooh, the other, the other who's piece, retarded? But the, the those, man in black. Those guys are, yeah, those guys were talking shit. They're retarded. So let's just put that out there. Secondly, on skulls, um, just a disclaimer for those of you we haven't talked about our favorite United players yet, but he is my favorite all-time United player, and I think those guys are more than welcome to uh, their okay. opinions. Yeah. Um, I would respect someone who's actually been there and that's done that over. Um, I have a hard time with the the guys that get on there that haven't played at all, uh, not even a lick. I have a hard time with their opinions. But when it comes to guys that have won trophies and played in the Premier League, um, you've got to respect what they're coming from. You don't have to agree. And I think that's oh, the man. biggest problem with with most of people that, that have that have disagreements. What they, What they do is they go – well, you're just being racist or you're just being, no, it's not that. It's just that I'm giving you my opinion. And I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I think everyone's entitled to say why they think he's not good or why they think he is good. And so I think that's the beauty of um, podcasts. I think that's the beauty of, you know, the television shows, folks going back and forth. It's not that you have to agree 
because someone says, oh, I don't I don't like this guy. OK, that's fine. That's their opinion. And you let them voice why they don't like that guy. And then again, that's their opinion. Well, uh, I, I and so you let that breathe. They did it recently with this. Uh, I mean, like I said, I watched the show again. I mean, maybe I should stop watching uh, stop or unsubscribe. But Jamie O'Hare, you know, <laughs> defender, Premier League defender X uh, said, Martial's a dream to play against. And they went on busting him up, saying that this dude's a crap ass defender. Well, I don't I, I the the boxer, uh Glass Joe, the, the, the Glass Joe guy, um, I don't remember him ever playing. I mean, maybe in lower level leagues or whatnot. But I mean, come on man. You um don't always insinuate somebody's perception of a player just because he's black. Yes, I've said Paul Pogba's lazy. I've said uh, anti-Marshall's lazy. But I don't say that about Rashford. I never said that about um, Young because, uh, you know, the lazy undertone of it was because towards black players. I don't know. Don't I mean, I mean, I've gotten called out on Twitter prior to this podcast of that because um, I'm rating these players. And you see... I'm not, I'm African American. You are. When we can't really speak of the racism that's actually uh, going on in the UK or across Europe, we can only speak of what's happening here in the United States. When people right. say when people say things like that about certain uh, black players, um, in their in their um, observation of the way they play, is that a true indic- Is that truly indicative of who the person they are? So it, it goes it goes twofold, right? Pete, there are racist people out there, but we're not we're not trying to say that there aren't racist people out there, and there and there are racist people who make comments. So let's not get it twisted. No. However, you have to be able to if you're going to play soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, you have to be able to take criticism. I think it's easy for folks to go right to, oh, you use this, you said he was lazy. You're just saying that because he's black. That's easy. If you think the guy's lazy and you think that he should work harder and that's your opinion, have facts that back it up and go with your opinion. I think far too often what we do is we fall into, well, I can't say this or I can't say that. That's the, the, the thing I love about podcasts and the thing I love about television shows is that when people just speak from the heart, they just speak from the heart and they have real passion about what they're saying. And they back up what they're saying with facts. So, again, are there racist people who talk crap about the black players? Yes. That happens in Europe. That happens in the United States. It's happened back in the day. It happens now. That Those things happen. But it's not fair to judge someone who you don't know, who you've never spent time with, and they say someone's being lazy, and then you go, oh, well, you're just saying that because he's black. That's not fair. You're not, you're not even giving that person an opportunity to show you who they are. <laughs> I think I think it was it was um it was told to me it has racial undertones. And yes, and again, yeah, it does have racial undertones, but I'm I mean, if, if I say that if I say anti martial hasn't showed up in three matches, four matches, you know what I mean? It's just I don't I don't agree. That's I mean, your opinion. And that's fine. That, yeah. to me like that's the thing. That's the thing that that makes me mad. If you say Anthony Martial has been lazy for the past three games, guess what? 
That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing wrong with, it's true that with saying that. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. That's the other thing. The thing that makes it great is that's how you really feel. Yeah. And no, nobody can say, well, no, you're wrong. You, 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 don't, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. With my eyes, what I saw, he was lazy. And with your eyes, what you saw, it was different. We have a difference of opinion. I just think that, like I said, if you call somebody out and use that word racist, you got to understand that's that's taken very seriously and that you can't just tag somebody with that if you don't know who they really are. Just well, we because you think we don't agree that's with, because someone agree with their that was racist said. Yeah, if you don't like, uh, if you don't agree with their opinion, you just can't tag somebody like, oh, that has yeah. racial undertones. Because the fact that I mean, it was this person is like, well, I'm not saying you're racist. It's just your your comments have racial undertones. But no, 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 you're saying I'm racist. That's right. And That's all like, he's saying. I'm trying to say it nicely that you're racist. That's yeah, all he's doing. Exactly. I'm like, dude, calm down. But I mean, I call Billy's Billy's. I call people like that Billy's. I was like, Billy, I don't give you know, I don't really care about you. You know what? Uh, he's going about your way. I ain't racist. You know, I'm again. Uh, I'm, I'm a Mexican American in South Texas. Um, I have no reason to be racist. You know what I mean? So, anyways, he, he he's jumping on the easy catch, man. That's exactly. all that is. Yeah, the easy catch. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, I mean, getting back to the, I mean, these pundits. Yes, they have ne- you know these negative opinions of a Paul Pug, but because they played the damn position, you know what I mean. They did, right? So who, I mean, whose opinion right. you take? Roy Keane? Roy Keane, they'll give it all for his badge. That all, and that pisses on, that would piss on Sir Alex's face if he had a chance because of how, how Sir Alex treated him. Roy Keane, yeah. you're going you're gonna to tell this guy that Paul Pogba is not, is not quality in the midfield. You're going to tell, the, you're going to tell, you're going to say Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes, you know, he could be quality, but he doesn't put the work in, put the effort in, put that in. And you're gonna say that you're gonna discredit them? I don't rate these. I don't mean these these talking heads, these these um these <laughs> these YouTubers. I mean I don't. I mean I watch their I watch the stuff. I watched a lot less lately. I really liked them, but when they started doing that, I I mean I just you know I put them I I, I rate them more than you know I rate uh, Alex Jones and the what is that uh, Alex Jones and the, the conspiracy theory podcast that he has out. So uh, whatever, man. You want to you want to you want to put conspiracy theories out there? Or do whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> Steve Nichol, Steve Nichol from uh, uh, ESPN FC <coughs> had something interesting interesting to say about Tony Martial, and um, I think it kind of maybe relates to to Paul Pogba. He said Tony Martial is a player that'll get a manager sacked. Uh, he's uh, he said Martial. Uh, has bad three games, then the manager's about to pull him, and then he scores a stunning goal, and then he has another bad three games, the manager's about to pull him, then he scores another three goals, or another stunning goal, and he also questioned Martial's fitness. I think the same could also apply to Mr. Paul Pogba, the loving dancing person that Paul Pogba is. Uh, do you agree with uh, Stephen Nichols' um uh, perception of Tony Marcio. I actually, I actually watched that episode too. That's cool that you said that. I watched that. That's a they, they do a good job on ESPN FC. Um, I don't agree. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Tony's number nine. Uh, I think 
one of the things that I hope Igala brings to the table is being a number nine. I don't know if you saw that uh, Twitter video of Igala uh, uh, holding up the ball against yeah. that world class uh, 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 guy. I don't know his yeah. name, but but anyway, no, Not he needs to play out on the left uh, wing or the right wing. Um, he needs he's creative. He can dribble the ball, and I think if you look at and I won't get into tactics. I know you don't want to do that today, but if you look at Wambasaka coming forward. He needs somebody to be able to link up with. Um, and so I, I hope that Igala um, brings that to the table um, when he starts playing and getting comfortable. But no, I think I think for me, you can definitely say um, inconsistency is something that he uh, it, that he is. That's something he needs to change up. I think you, you got to be more consistent. Um, you, you definitely see touches of, of world class dribbling and world class shooting from him. And then all of a sudden you you don't and you start wondering, you know, what the hell's going on. So, no, I I, uh, I don't agree with that comment, but I do think that I think the gentleman next to him who I really like. What's that guy's name played for Venezuela? Andrew, the other Andrew, the other. Alejandro Moreno. Yeah. Ali, Ali so he Moreno, said he, he's, Moreno, I think he said <laughs> he said uh, he, he's really good as well. He said consistency. And I, and I agree with that part. Uh You've got to make sure that you're being consistent. Um, you, if you if you tell people like Martial did, hey, I want to be the number nine, guess what, man? The number nine that just left scored about 20 goals last season. So you're going to have to really step up and at least get half of that, uh, if not more. I mean, look at Greenwood. Greenwood's 18-19. He already has 10 goals this season. That's pretty damn impressive. So for me, uh, Martial can definitely be more consistent. Um, show those flashes, even if you're not scoring goals, show those flashes of being able to pass the ball, show the flashes of being able to hold it up better. Um, for me, I hope they put him out on the wing. I don't think Igala's going to start. Um, I actually think Tony's going to start, but if he doesn't and you can put him wide and uh, let him create, I think I think we've got a good, a good player in, uh, in Martial. For those of you who don't know, Steve Nichol is a pundit on uh, ESPN FC here in the He's States. awesome. He's all, yeah. He is a Liverpool defender. Uh, he played in the heyday when Liverpool was winning championships prior to the 90s. Um, I have issues with Steve Nichol because uh, he's a Liverpool biased on, on the United States TV. <laughs> yeah. Is um, yeah. uh, exuding. I just want you to put it that way. I 100% agree with this statement of Martial. 100. Hundy. 100. That's what the kids say now. 100. I 100. I'm going to put an emoji. I'm going to put an emoji on my on, on my hashtag, on whatever, on this statement. On this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark it here. I 100% agree with them. Martial plays bad, and then he gives you glimpses. And you're like, dude, can I sit him? The same thing's gonna happen when he has Igalo. That's, I mean, that's gonna, you know, Igalo's gonna come in, and who are they gonna keep on the pitch? They're gonna keep Martial because he probably scored a goal, and then he's gonna go away for like five games, and then he's gonna score another goal. It's just this guy. I mean, he was he cost us. Technically, I guess in nowadays market, really didn't cost us much, but <clears throat> when he got bought. He got bought for initial thirty-six million, which is not much. I mean, we're only you think we paid Juan Basaka that's in the forties, right? And Dan James 15. Um but I yeah. think it, I think it's now his price is price has risen 
to $58 million. Is he worth $58 million? And what we're putting on the wages. Because now we have him on contract to 2024. No, he's not. The dude is not. He's not. He's inconsistent. He's just like his compatriot. That's why the France team didn't want him when they won the World Cup. He was a mental midget. Keep him. Go Sell him back to Monaco. Give him to Nice. Give him to Lyon. Uh, Lyon or Lyon or whatever. Whatever. But I, I want him off my team. Period. Just like Pogba, I think they'll they'll catch a they'll catch a large you know wage bill. Um, last two questions, you see. I mean, we'll get off the subject of a uh, Pogba and the French players. Um, does Paul Pogba's social media presence affect people's overall perception of him? Yeah, for sure. I, I and that's that's what I was saying earlier. I think. When you look at Paul dancing and showing the fresh haircut and the new shoes he just came out with, and today he had a he had a, a picture with Memphis Depay and oh everybody, God, dude. you know he's out he's out with and, and everybody else is is training. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna piss people off. But again, Paul Pogba, love him or hate him, the guy for me can play football. He can sell tickets. He's going to garner a huge wage bill. That's why I can't keep I can't say that enough to United fans. If he leaves, we're going to get at least at a minimum. We're going to get one hundred million dollars. If he stays and he's fit and he's in and he's in the good spirits, he's going to be a good player for us because we need players in the midfield. So his social media, just like anyone else's, it's a glimpse. It's not who you really are. Usually that comes on unless you're an idiot. That thing comes on when your things are great and things are going good. So you really only get to see that positive, happy side. So you can't let social media fool you. You guys all know that. But, yeah, with Paul, when you see the flash and the glitz and the glam and the the, the, the dancing at the parties and, the, you know, doing this video with, with, with uh, Stormzy and all that – you you just you go oh man this guy he, he, he just he's all about himself it's like well, you just get a glimpse of what's going on you don't get the real person well are people uh, correct in their perception when we're paying him when we united is oh, paying I, him is paying him a huge wage bill wouldn't you want your player to make do you know what I mean and then hey hey you put them to work in and then you go play but hey show me the benefit the show. <laughs> Reap the rewards you sow, and then he can go play. But this dude seems like he's playing all the time. And is, is and is it a cultural issue, or is it a, a age issue? Because you you and I are we're in our late thirties. I mean, don't um, don't tell anybody, right? Um, is it a <laughs> is it a cult age issue, or is it a culture issue? Because that question has always been brought up about young black men on social media and it's always been used as a negative or I'm sorry as a crutch on why people are I'm sorry how did I say this when people criticize Pogba Memphis Martial Rashford Lingard on social media it's always said well they're criticizing young black men they don't do that to Wayne Rooney or they don't do that to uh, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, I don't follow other. Uh, seems like I only, only follow young black players on, on, on Twitter. 
Um, I don't follow anybody else, but the reason I follow them because I like them. Um, but they don't they don't say that about those players, right? Is it is it a correct assumption that people should make that <clears throat> that's why the, their social presence affects their ability to play football or or what? No, I think people people will talk crap about black white players. I mean, Phil Jones got talked about and they made fun of him for buying a yellow and a purple Lamborghini. I mean, if you go out and put yourself out there on social media, you're going to get hit. As far as the the African American uh, comments, you, you know, young black males doing crazy things or acting, again, people, especially nowadays, it doesn't matter who you are. If you got a phone, if you got a computer, all of the sudden, people are going to put things out there and they think that what they say is Bible. Um, people have to live their lives. And I don't, I know, I, I know myself, I'm not a multimillionaire. I, I don't know what comes with that lifestyle, but I can tell you this. I have fun right now in my life. A lot of fun. <laughs> And if you give me a couple hundred thousand dollars a week, these guys are getting, I, I can promise you this. I would have so much fun all of the time. I would be super fit. I would run my butt off. I would do whatever I needed to do to get out there on that pitch so I could continue to live that lifestyle. And so at the end of the day, what I put out there is what I want to put out there. But when I do that, when I push send, when I push that send button, you have to understand you're going to get criticized. You're going to get called names. People are going to say things. That's just the world that we live in. Um, is it fair? Sometimes. Sometimes guys are freaking idiots. <laughs> sometimes they don't act right. <laughs> but is it is it that sometimes it's not and you just look at something really quick and everyone else is talking crap so you just hop on the train? Yeah, that, that, that part's not fair. But again, that's your choice. You don't have to have a social media account. Not all people that play out there have social media accounts. Some people actually do that stuff for them so that they don't have to mess with it. So for me, yes, sometimes it's, it's warranted. But for the most part, we don't know these guys. We don't know what the hell is going on with them. We're, we're fans. We, we can try to get a glimpse into their interviews. We can try to get a glimpse into their Facebook, their Instagram and that. But we don't really know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I mean, but as fans, you'd want to see your top players, right, produce, right? Absolutely, you want to see them produce. I mean, you talk, you, you said love him or hate him. Uh, it reminded me of the Ronaldo uh, commercial Nike <coughs> that they put yeah. out back in uh, 2008 uh, when he won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Love him or hate him. You know, you love him or hate him. Ronaldo um, has been that person. He's been a, I mean, God, I mean, how many millions of people he has on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram followers. Uh, same thing with Neymar. Let, 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 I mean, we'll talk, we'll stop talking about Pogba right here um, for this instance. Let's talk about positive and negative influence on what, what talent and work put in compared to this talent. Neymar and Ronaldo, probably the two top um, two top people uh, players in the world, right? Am I what? What I would you agree? Uh, also, also along with Messi, right? Absolutely. 
You compare the two players. Uh, we don't know. I don't. Neymar doesn't post it. Obviously, Ronaldo posts every time he fucking works out. Um, you see him working out with his kids and whatnot. Apples to apples. What Na- what Ronaldo's done. What Neymar's done. Social media presence because they probably have just as many followers amongst each other. Um, I think there's a difference. You Ronaldo, you've won. You have the ability to put that out there. Neymar, you're just a scrub. Paul Pogba, you're a scrub. Get back to work. Get back into the gym. You're a scrub. Do you agree? I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think Neymar's a scrub. Not even close. I think Neymar. I, I completely rate Neymar. Compa- I'd love no, no, no. Compared, no, compared to Ronaldo and Messi, is he a scrub? No, absolutely not. What? What has he won? Other than, okay, riding on Messi's coattail. Okay, we're getting into another, 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 another episode. What is, <laughs> what is Messi, Neymar one other than, other than riding on Messi's coattails? I think for me, Neymar, what what Neymar did was he brought a huge spark back into that Brazilian league, which I hadn't seen in quite some time until I and I, I know yeah. you probably did the same thing. I started watching Brazilian league soccer all over again. Because of how exciting he was, but he's and been to be Bra- so Brazilian league for a while. I mean, he can't even do shit for the Brazilian national team. I mean, what, 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 anyways, I don't want to talk about Neymar. I'm just talking about their social media presence. Is there a difference? Yeah, no. I, I for me, it, when you this is this is my thing. I, and again, this is it's difficult. I think for people when you when you play sports at a young age and you grow up and you make it to that level, it's very difficult to do. It's very you have to be very disciplined. You can't just get on a world stage and you can't just get these endorsements. You don't just get these deals and you're a scrub. You've got to put in hard work. Obviously. Does that mean that every single player that's out there is going to be a Messi or Ronaldo? No. But it does mean that they put in a lot of hard work and a lot more work than most other players that they're out there playing with. So when you get to that level, when you get to that that peak of being a top player on Brazil's national team, which is a huge deal, for being a top player, not the best player at Barcelona, but a top player at Barcelona, you're going to celebrate. You're going to say, this is what I'm doing with my life. It's the same thing for us. When we make things happen in our world, when we have good things that happen to us, we go to our social media. We, and it's for us, it's our kids, right? It's what they've done, what they've accomplished. So we go and we put those things out there. For these guys, their life is football. So they're going to post what's going on, what new house they just bought, a new car they just bought, a new trophy that they just won. That's their life. So social media for me, you have to, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's just a glimpse. We don't really know what these people are are about and what they're like. So we can't rate them off of their social media accounts. What you get is what some, probably it's not even them most of the time. Probably, most of the time it's their pers- their Instagram their person. Their yeah, it's not even really them. That's the whole thing. People, they, these literally guys, they pay people to do their social media accounts. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of these guys do that. So we have to take it with a grain of salt. You can't get too caught up in social media. It's it's a great tool. Don't get me wrong. I love social media, but these guys are giving you a glimpse of who they are interviews even those interviews man sometimes they get the questions before they sit down they get a chance to review so we can't we can't look at posts to social media and go yeah no he's just out here flashing (laughs) these dollars 
you know what? He earned them dollars. Mm. You may we may not mm. like it because 24/7 he's not doing everything that we want. That's not reality. That's not real life. In real life, people make mistakes. In real life, people mess up. And when they do, they have to be criticized for it. That's a, that part of social media that sucks, but it's real sometimes. You got to take it. You want to hit that sin button? Guess what? You're going to get a ton of haters. Just as many people push that love button, the same amount of people giving you the energy on the other end saying that they don't like you. You're going to have to take it. I mean, it's... Um... <sighs> I just wish they put as much effort <coughs> into uh, their social media as um, maybe they did on the pitch. Maybe that would uh, that would appease more United fans, but <coughs> they don't. Um, but somebody that it has a a big social media presence that I've actually um, grown to enjoy is Mister. I love this game, Patrice Evra. <laughs> Uh, and his relationship with Pogba, and I don't want this episode to be a me bashing on Pogba, you know, bashing on, on on Anthony Martial. Um, as I don't want you all to take it as this is the whole episode, but you know, you see Patrice and uh, you know him having in Pogba on his uh on his social social media platform, you know, he kind of. In researching for this show, it kind of gave me a little soft spot for Paul Pogba. But then I just started thinking about all the other things and it just hardened up. Um, but no, I mean, I understand where Paul Pogba is. You know, he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of things on his shoulders, man. I mean, I mean, it, <laughs> there's a lot to come with the eight, uh, uh, 16 million, uh, $160 million price tag on your head, right? And very few people um, with that pressure, uh, they um, they can wilt. And Paul Pogba has. Uh, Ronaldo didn't, you know, when he came. Coutinho, look at Coutinho. He's wilted. Um, Neymar, I, I would say Neymar pretty much is wilted under that price tag. Um, money does, does a lot, but... Um, when looking at you know the socials with with the Evra and everything like that, I mean, it kind of humanized Paul Pogba, and uh, I just wish the best for the guy. Um, what I in whatever endeavors he goes on before, <coughs> if he goes on to win the Champions League with Madrid, I'm pretty sure you know he probably will. Um, he just you know probably does it with because other people around him. Um, but you know, the guy is a human being and, you know, he looks like he's a pretty nice guy. He hasn't, you know, there's no negative, you know, negative persona, you know, negative, uh, off the field stuff about him that comes out. So I bet he loves the game like Patrice ever does. But, uh, like I said, uh, what Paul Pogba has done to this team, I, I, I think it's best that, that we part ways. Yeah, he takes off, man. That's a, like I said, that's a hundred in the bank. Easy, easy. More he's gonna that. get you a hundred. No, more than that. I think he's. I think he's valued. His value is more if he leaves and he stays, and we need to keep it there. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a uh, Chelsea coming up. We're just gonna do a short prediction match lineups. Who we think you know might be available 
for yes, this sir. for this game. Uh, like I said, we're six points by Chelsea, right, EC? Yep, yep, six points off, man. This is huge. Three point. If we win, three points off, man. Top four. Yeah. This is huge. I'd rather do, I'd rather win than uh, than actually, you know, win Europa League. I want top four, and we get top four done. So, yep. line of yep. predictions, EC. Who do you think? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go formation 4-3-3. I got Mr. Juan Basaka. Actually, I'm sorry. I'll start it with De Gea. Uh, he's going to start for us. Uh, Juan Basaka next to Lindelof, next to Mr. McGuire. Uh, I think Brandon Williams gets the start over Mr. Shaw this week. Uh, that's my back four. Uh, my first uh, three there in the midfield, Mr. Fred. Playing next to Bruno, and fingers crossed, he will be playing next to Juan Mata. Mm. Up front, um, got got him a little break in. Hopefully, it, it recharged him, Mr. James. I'm going to put him on the left-hand side. Wow. Uh, Marshall up front next to Mr. Mason Greenwood. I think coming off the bench, Igala will come off the bench. I think Matic will come off the bench, and probably Diego Delap. And that's my lineup. Hmm. Interesting. I had one Matan when you put him in there. <coughs> I thought you would have. Um, I said a dream. I was uh, dreaming of McTominay starting. I like the. Oh, I don't say break my heart. Huh? That break my heart. I wish. I wish he was back. I would love to see him back. Yeah, I mean, I thought you know. Uh, the Bruges game should be back, right? Who know? I mean, hopefully. I mean, look good in training. I know, he uh, looked good. Uh, I don't know. The back four, like you said, I like that back four. Uh, obviously, okay. the hand and goal. And maybe um, maybe a two, which would be top, McTominay and Fred. Bruno. Um, not as a pivot, not as a false number 10, I would think, you know. Um, <coughs> James, I mean, on the left, uh, I mean... I'll put him on the right. You said you said green one on the left or green on the right. I'm gonna put him on the right. I'm gonna put him on the right. I mean, I it, it's tough. I'd rather I'd love to see Green one up front by himself and then put Martial out wide. But I just think I think Ole is very very focused on the fact that Green one's not ready to be the number nine yet. And I, and and it's no slight to Ole. He's he's eighteen nineteen. <laughs> I get that. No, I mean, but I was a. Uh, I'll put Green. I put James on the right. So Brandon can feed him. Yeah. Greenwood on the left. I'm sorry. Vice versa, right? Left, right. My bad. I'm I'm, I'm dyslexic. Greenwood. On That's the, all good. Yeah. Greenwood on the left. James on the right. No, I was I was correct in the first time. Damn, I'm Alexander. I'm dyslexic. James on the left. Greenwood on the damn right. And I guess Martial can you know. Try to try to do something for the first ninety minutes, and then we can or sixty minutes, and we can break um, the sub on. But yeah, uh, score prediction. Who do you think? I think we. I think we win this one. I think this is a huge game. I think we win two to one. Uh, I think we score the first goal. I think Chelsea's going to equalize, uh, and I think we're going to win the game uh, two to one. Um, it's going to be huge. And I, I know. And same thing for Chelsea. I know Lampard's sitting there thinking to himself. If we can silence United and, and be up nine points on them, um, we can put them in the rearview mirror and forget about it. So Lampard's going to go for it. 
he's going to go for it. They're going to attack. One of the things we do very, very well is counter. So you remember the time that early in the season we beat them? Was it 4-1 or was it 4-0? Um, most of the goals that we scored were on the counter. So uh, for me, uh, I think Lampard's going to come with the same energy. I think he rates his squad, and he's got a good he's got a good team. Um, but I think for me, that's gonna that's gonna be to his detriment. And I, I see us coming up with the win, being three points off, uh, and then it's it, it's on to the next. I like two. I like I like the two one scoreline. Um, <clears throat> I'm hoping we get an early goal. Control, control the game. Control the game. I think an early goal can benefit us, and uh, we can. Put the game to bed in second half. Um, maybe with the our new signing coming on and scoring a, an initial goal, but I mean his first goal. Uh, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah, he looks in his interview um, with METV, and I think he. I don't know. You, you, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe I'm just seeing something that other people don't. But you look at his eyes, right? You look in his eye and it looks like he wants it and you don't see that a lot in a lot of players you, you just look at him in his in his eyes and it's like dude this dude he wants it so i'm wishing the best for him hope he um you know him i hope he makes good so we'll see um last thing ac something something fun have yes. you caught the Eric Cantona. Okay. <laughs> he's probably, the, like I said earlier, he's probably the only French player that I like, you know. <laughs> you like Zidane? Eh, I'm okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't hate Zidane. I just, he's okay. You know, other than, I mean, as long as you don't get in his oh, way. He's one long, of my. As long as you don't get in the way of his head, <laughs> you, you know, you, you're good, you know. Um, One of my favorites to watch uh, for Madrid. He was amazing. Okay. But have you seen <laughs> on YouTube, you see, or whatever, whatever platform you watch, <coughs> The King, Eric Cantona, in a music video, uh, Liam Gallagher is the singer. Obviously, everybody knows Liam Gallagher is the other half of Oasis, um, and the other half of Oasis that are both Man City fans. Obviously, um, in this video called "Once," what the hell is Eric Cantona doing it in this video? Easy, please tell me. Yeah, so this one was really cool. I checked it out on YouTube. It was a really cool video. Um, for those of you, uh, I guess, younger fans that aren't familiar with Cantona, he was absolutely amazing. One of the best strikers uh, in the history of the club uh, for us. Uh, basically, the reason why uh, Liam did this was basically in remembrance of when Cantona was, was given a nine-month ban. And if you haven't seen this video, guys, I encourage you to Google Eric Cantona jumping in the stands and Kung Fu kicking a fan, a Crystal Palace fan. Uh, talk crap. I thought you might do the and video. Was, I, didn't, I, I think you want to see the people to see the assault. <laughs> oh, no. Go watch it. It's classic. It's classic Cantona. For those, I mean, Cantona was one of those guys where he'd score a goal 
and instead of running to the crowd, he just stand there and soak it all in. Just my, like, my, dude, uh, I just, you know what? I, just like your daughter, you have a daughter that plays football. I want, yeah. I so want my, when my daughters get of age to play, I so want my little one, because she's, <laughs> she has this arrogant look in her face. You know yes. what I mean? I want yes. this, I want that little one. When he scored, I, I couldn't even tell you the, who it was. That chip over the top, uh, and one that, well, obviously we're looking at its top left corner. And he just turns around with his pup collar, and he just turns around and looks at the crowd like, uh, you know, like he is the shit. I want my little one to do that when she plays yeah. soccer, I swear. With a pup collar, I'm, I don't care if her, I mean, her jersey doesn't come with a collar. I'm going to sew a damn collar on it so she could pop it. So that that was Eric Cantona, but yes, but no. What what were what he was doing was basically he was. This is a a, a homage to him kicking that fan because as Liam, uh, and and Liam is a a, a a a huge city fan, which is the rival club. Um, he still thought and thinks that Cantona doing that he was an ultimate rock star for doing what he did to that fan for some of the things that fan said. But that's why the video was shot. That's why he was in the video. Um, he did receive a nine-month ban uh, for that. Um, basically, Cantona, for those of you, like I said, in the 90s, I mean, we were kicking City's ass. So Liam, wasn't, it wasn't his favorite player, but just his his lifestyle, the way he lived, um, he just he loved him so much. So he was so grateful to be able to work with him uh, to do this video. Uh, it's, not, it's actually not the first time a United player has been associated with the band. Uh, if you look at their first album, uh, George Best is actually on uh, on the cover of their first album uh, because the guitarist of Oasis, he's actually a huge United fan. So you can imagine the arguments that those two got into. Um, but no, it's a great video. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I, I totally encourage you guys to just, you don't even have to Google the Kung Fu kick. Just Google Eric Cantona. Check out his highlights. The, the man was absolutely amazing. Um, won several premier, I think f- at least four Premier League titles uh, that I could think of off the top of my head uh, while he was there during the 90s. Um, but, but no, great. I- I'm glad that you told me about it because I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I've watched it a couple times. Actually, it's pretty good. Uh, they, he's Liam's actually the chauffeur <laughs> in the in and the, the butler. In the butler. <laughs> really cool. And yeah, the butler, like, yeah. So no, it's, it's cool. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. When I looked at him dope. like, is that Liam Gallagher? You know, I mean, because you know, Liam and Noah, I mean, back when we were growing up, it was like, you know, the Oasis song, uh, God, was it Wonderwall, you know, and then, and, yeah, know, Wonderwall, and yeah, I was like, there were these, you know, the the hot shit, the, the new Beatles, right, they're, you know, coming in, I'm like, now they look old and weathered, and I'm like, is that Liam Gallagher? I was like, no, nah, it's, it's not, then obviously the credits come in, and, and Eric, I mean, for him to... For him to do what he did in the in the in the league and then quit, you know, basically quit like what ninety eight, you know, right before they, I would say he was in his prime. He just quit because he wanted to do his own thing, and now he's done his own. Yeah, thing. he went. Now he's yeah, he went into. He, he's done a couple of of movies. Uh, he he's did one that was uh it was like a, an adult movie. He actually did in ninety five. I want to say it was. But yeah, he, he went on to produce some movies, make some movies, kind of followed his passion, uh, made a ton of money. So the guy's he's good to go. But yeah, he's, eccentric. Um, he's eccentric just wanted guy. to follow his dream. 
He's eccentric. So y'all ever watch the movie, the video? You're like, is this dude okay? Because he's like singing a song and he puts the he puts the crown on and the robe on and then he's first chested and in his drawers. I mean, it's just the video is just out, outrageous, guys. But if you, get, if you get a chance, uh, go check it out. It is uh, Once by Liam Gallagher featuring Eric Cantona. And that's Eric the King Cantona. Don't forget uh, that he is royalty amongst us United fans. Um, well, thanks, everybody. This is um, <clears throat> this has been a great show, actually. EC? I'm going to go best so far. This was an awesome pod. This was awesome, so... I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, enjoy your Valentine's Day. Love and kiss your babies and your wives and all that good stuff. See you guys later. This is the Don't Ready Me podcast. I'm Asus. That's EC. Uh, wait till after Chelsea, guys. Thank you very much. See you guys. Go check us out on social media, folks. We're on Facebook at the Don't Ready Me podcast page. Uh, we're on Twitter at Don't Ready Me. Uh, like, subscribe, share, tweet, retweet. Um, send a message to your friends let them know do whatever y'all do in the social media world um, but just uh, we'd like y'all to get the word out we're on iTunes Podbean SoundCloud uh, again a special thanks to Royal with the Ronos podcast Victoria Montsevice with Alice and Wonderland food truck uh, she'll be uh, her food truck will be in South Padre Island for the next six months her food's amazing so go check her out and Mark Hutch Ison aka Baron Von Black with the South Texas Trainwrecks podcast. Go check that out. And Lucky Diaz, where are you at?